Who's going to do the introduction? Me or you? Uh, let me be you. Okay, it's going to be me. Okay, so um, uh, we have, um, we decided to change the format. Hello, everybody, actually. We already are recording. Uh, we decided to change the format of this podcast. We've done 35 episodes up to date, which is a big number. And now we want to, to do it a little bit differently. Uh, we will have two, two different formats from now on. The first one will be me interviewing interesting people from the management and software industry, like I was doing, I was doing before. And th that will, we don't change that. But on the second part, the second half of our episodes will be about you interviewing me. You, by you, I mean listeners. So you can join the podcast, you can ask your questions, you can interview me about stuff and information and content I, uh, I publish on my blog or I write in my book, whatever. And we're going to have the, I will have the co-host uh, who's going to help me who's going to interview me. Her name is Olga, or Olga, we don't know. She's Ukrainian or Russian. Olga, are you there? Olga. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Good. Are you Ukrainian Hello. or Russian? I'm Ukrainian. Ukrainian. See, it's a big difference. So you can introduce yourself, just a, a few words, and then we can start. So, hello, everyone. My name is Olga, uh, and I'll be a co-host uh, on Igor's pod, uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and today I will, uh, today we will uh, talk about uh, the recent uh, article of Igor. It's called 7070. Maybe some of you uh, have already read this and maybe have some questions on it and uh, you'll be able to uh, talk them today in the chat or maybe uh, just by, by your words. Yeah, that's right. That's the um, that's the article I wrote. I think like three or four weeks ago. It was called Seventy Slash Seventy, which is about uh, uh, relationship, you know, in, uh, in in business deals actually between people, and uh, and we can discuss it now because it actually raised some questions uh, when it was published. Not questions, comments actually. And some of the readers agreed with that. Some of them disagreed. So let's start with the questions if you have them. Olga? So, well, the first uh, question will be, well, I want to talk to you uh, something about your personal experience. Well, have you been the partners with like a lot of your friends or folks of, or someone from your family? Uh, well, actually, it's it is coming from my experience. Uh, this this blog post is um, is I can I can just briefly summarize what it's saying. Uh, it's it's about a conflict which uh, inevitably uh, happens in any business deal you you have between you and and somebody who works with you, like a partner, an investor, a, a co-founder, whatever you call it. And the conflict is based on, as far as I understand it, is based on uh, an incorrect configuration of your relationship from, from the start. When people are trying to, uh, to get into the deal as soon as they can, to jump into the, into the business, into the, the project they're going to do together, and they just 
call themselves partners and in most cases they just say since we're partners it means we're 50 50 here or there there are three people then they have one third of the project and they are they call themselves partners and then they just start working and it, and it works well unless until the project is getting successful if the project is not successful it works perfectly because you know there's no there is nothing to to actually divide there are no dividends there are no results and that's why uh, people don't argue that much but if the project gets successful then inevitably the conflict shows up because uh, because the deal was not clear and it's not possible to uh, to have you know to have equal partners uh, uh, in everything there's no it's not possible to have a hundred percent equality in all the aspects of, of the business deal and that's that's what the article is about. So if you don't discuss it upfront, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't uh, uh, explicitly uh, specify how exactly you're going to work uh, in the in the group as a group of people, then you will definitely have a conflict. And that's why it's called seventy seventy. That sometimes and very often it's a joke. Actually, it's seventy seventy. That's that's how we, me and a few of my friends, that how they call those. Uh, business deals when people are not ready to draw a contract and specify exactly what they're gonna how they're gonna manage the the business they say I want 70% and then another party says I want 70% too and then they say whatever okay you have 70% I have 70% let's do the business that means that they just they both understand that uh, once there will be some results we will again have to sit down together and resolve the conflict when it shows up. And then it will be a really serious discussion of, of you know, who's getting what. But initially it's 70-70. This 70 is a number which is a sort of a sign of respect or sign of appreciation. Like you're my partner, you wanna do business with me, I give you 70% because I respect you. And of course I get 70% too because you respect me, right? So <laughs> in the end we have, one of us will most likely will have nothing and another one will take everything. So asking, answering your questions about my question about my personal experience is um, actually I did have many situations like that when I, uh, when I had that problem in the past. And, and it was in most cases it was with friends. When you start doing business with somebody, you're a friend, you like the person, they like you and, 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 and you just, and you just start doing business. You don't want to offend your your future partners, your current friends, by asking them the questions I mentioned in the article. For example, saying, uh, who's gonna have the final say if we disagree? So who will make the final decision if in three months it's gonna be a conflict and, and you will disagree with me and we will not be able to come to the solution, to the, to the, you know, the compromise, to the, to, I will not be able to negotiate. And then there will be a question, okay, who decides, you or me? For example, I want, I don't know, I want to spend uh, the $10,000 which we have on the, in the project for, uh, for promotion. And you want to spend the $10,000 for uh, developing the product. And then what? So who has the final say about that $10,000? And, and I, I don't want to ask that question upfront when we just start doing business because that will be quite offensive. That may sound weird in the beginning and that, will, that may be uh, 
a problem for starting the business because you, you may get offended uh, by my question and you will say, you know what, I don't want to do business with you because you're, def you're obviously not a good partner for me in the future. And I've seen that too. I've seen that situations where people get offended by me asking that questions and they're saying, we feel that we don't want to, that our partnership with you is not going to work because you're asking such a weird and offensive question already. So we just, we just don't want to see them coming in the future. We just don't, we just can't predict how many more questions they're going to have. So we better close it up right now and do business with somebody else who is softer, less strict, less explicit with the questions and more, you know, a better partnership material, let's put it this way. So I've seen that. Did I answer your question? I've seen that situation with my friends, not family. I didn't see that with a family, like people really close to me, but with friends a lot. Yeah. Olga? So, so let's say that uh, you, uh, you have already started the business uh, with your, uh, for example, friends. And well, how will your relations, uh, relationships like relations uh, go further and further uh, well, as your business uh, develops? Well, you mean how this, uh, how, how my business relationship will be affected by? I didn't get the question. Say it again. Well, uh, you and your friend uh, had some relations between yeah. you, uh, you and him, and yeah. you started this business. So mm -hmm. how this business will affect your uh, friendship? Oh yeah, that that that's a good question. Um, when it depends on how we start, but in most cases, again, talk, speaking about my past, about my my experience, in most cases, you just start with no explicit uh, uh, contract in hand, and and then you lose a friend. That's what happens. You lose a friend because all of the questions, because all of the questions I mentioned in the article in the blog post, they are. They are possible to resolve and find answers for uh, when there is no business yet, when we are just starting. At that point, at that point, we actually uh, uh, we can actually find answers to them because at that point we have no business, we have no money, we have no conflict yet. We're just talking, we're just discussing. But later, when there is something at stake, when there are some, you know. Uh, uh, financial resources uh, at stake, then uh, we obviously have problems. And I, I, I lost, you know, not many, but some friends because exactly because of that. Well, I can give you a, a real example. We started a business that was like, I think like seven years ago or so. Uh, it was quite interesting business. And uh, we started, there were four people there and we invested I invested my time, a friend of mine invested some money, another friend invested time, and another friend invested money. And, uh, and we were running for like half a year. We were going that, we were spending money for half a year, and uh, it didn't really work. You know, as many businesses, they didn't work. It was some research project when it was necessary to invest and invest, and, and we were hoping that in some time it will give some results. And it didn't give any results. And then we just, you know, we, we just lost our interest. I lost my interest in, in that project. All of the friends lost it, except one guy. So one guy stayed there. He was the major investor. And he stayed 
well, he was in the project because he invested like, I don't know, like about $200,000 or so. That was a big amount of money. And I, but we, but all of us, the three of us, we just, you know, started to do something else. We just moved on and, and went somewhere else. But we had an agreement that the project that we, that we, we had some you know, ownership in that project. So even though I started to do something else, I assumed that I still am an owner of that product, right? Because well, not the entire owner, but like something like seven or eight percent I had there, and other people too. And but I didn't do anything anymore. I just stopped doing it, and not even you know, not even answering emails. And I'm I'm just exaggerating a little bit, but not doing anything there. And uh, and and then another half a year passed, and then. And then I, the, the guy who were owning the project, he said, I want to, I want to sell it now. And I want to, you know, do, give it to somebody else. And that somebody else will give me the money for the project because blah, blah, blah. I invested into it anyway. Uh, you guys have to sign some papers. And I was asking like, I'm ready to sign, but what about my 8%? What about the, the stuff I invested there? But he said, look, you are not, you are not doing anything for the last half a year. What what eight percent you're talking about? You lost interest in that project, so you lost everything because of that. But I said, no, wait, I did my part initially, and the agreement was, as far as I understood it, the agreement was that I I do own some. I, mean, I have my equity in the project, even though I decide to stop working, even though I it's not you know I'm not actively doing anything there. But he had a different view on that, and we never discussed that before. When we are starting that project, we never discussed that problem. We never had a plan for it. And uh, of course, I lost a friend and I lost the project because we were arguing and this, this, uh, this argument uh, had no reasonable and possible way uh, to exit. Because I had my point, he had his point, and, 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 what's, what's, and then what to do next? There's no, you know, no exit. So somebody has to say, okay, who cares? Take your part. I don't care. But when you say I don't care, when you gave, when you say who cares, you lose relationship. You lose your uh, contact with that person. That's what happened to me. It, it's just one example. I still remember that project. It was interesting, and and then it was sold, and I didn't get a dollar from it, even though I invested half a year of my time into it. So that's an obvious loss. If I would ask the question upfront, if I would say, look, before starting it, if I would say, look, what if I start working in it, I spend some months, some time, a few months, and then I, you know, I die, for example. Or I decide to, I don't know, to get married and fly to uh, Panama and live there and, you know, never ever dream about, never ever think about your IT business anymore. So what's going to happen with my investment, which, I'm, which, I'm, which I've done up to that date? If I would ask that question, maybe the person would give me an, a good answer, which I would like, or uh, an answer which I would not like. I don't know. But I would know for sure what is the future. I would know what's going to be the outcome if I decide, if I lose the interest in the project. This is one of the, this is one of the questions which I think uh, I listed in the... Uh, yeah, that's, that's the first, actually, question which I put on, the, on my blog post. It says, what happens with my shares if I stop working? And this is what happens a lot. 
I've seen that situations many times. People start together and then because the project is not as successful as they thought initially, is the, as they were thinking initially, uh, one of them or many of them just quit. But they, they quit, but they still have some uh, ownership there. They still think that what they've done before, uh, you know, is cost something. And they wanted to get it back when the project gets more successful. And the project gets more successful, they come back and say, okay, where's my share? And the, the people who were actually making the project successful, they're saying, what shares? You left, you quit, you betrayed us. And then they start fighting. Did I answer your question? Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, I also wanted to ask you, well, um, when you are signing a contract with your friend or friends, uh -huh. so do you need any uh, like lawyer or advocate or uh, something like that? Or you just like write it on the sheet of paper and sign and that's it? Well, you know, it's a good question about lawyers. I don't think that for you know, for the majority of startups or maybe for like many startups, we don't need any lawyers or like legal, um, legal process for, for all of that. Because, uh, well, first of all, most startups, they fail. So if you're going to spend money and time every time with the lawyer for every deal, you're going to jump into it, in, jump into, then you will waste a lot of time, a lot of money. Uh, second, how it works in civilized countries where the law system is pretty strong and you can actually prove something in the court, I would suggest to just take a piece of paper, write down your conditions and terms which you're going to work on, discuss them, answer all the critical questions you have in mind, and just put your signatures there. And maybe if you really want to protect yourself, maybe invite one more per like third person, somebody else, a friend of you, who will just see the contract and, and, and maybe see how you sign it. And, uh, and that will be, I think, enough. As long as this piece of paper is somewhere, maybe you can send it, maybe you can even send it to, uh, through some channel like, I don't know, some, some, some Skype or Facebook Messenger. I, I can give an example. I was signing a contract this morning with a person who uh, decided to work with me uh, to help me with one of my businesses. And uh, he's like, we were discussing for a few days the terms on which he's gonna work and what kind of money we're gonna, you know, he's gonna get and how much services and all the possible conditions. That was like one piece of paper. And I, we discussed that on the phone, we discussed that in the chat. And then I said, look, I'm gonna put all everything we just discussed on a simple piece of paper uh, in just simple words, no, legal language there, no complex, you know, no lawyers, nothing, just explicitly saying what exactly we agreed on. Like you're getting this amount, I'm getting that. And if it doesn't work, you're getting that. If you, if I stop working with you, you're still getting this and that, all the details. It was just one piece of paper. And I sent that piece of paper in PDF format to this guy over Facebook Messenger. And he said, like, where do I sign it? And I said, you don't need to sign it. Just say in the messenger that you agree with that and we can work. And he said, I agree. I like it. Let's, let's, let's do, I mean, let's, let's start working. If in some time, let's say a month or two or half a year, we will have a conflict and we will have a problem, a question. We will always be able to scroll up the chat's history and find the piece of paper there, the find, the, the find that PDF document there. 
open it up and see, look, that's, that's the document I sent you. You cannot change the, the history of Facebook Messenger. It's gonna stay there forever. So here's the document which I signed. If you, if you still want to argue with me and you still think that I owe you something, we can go to the court if there will be some real money at stake. You know, the business really grows and there will be like big, big amounts and he will say that I owe him a million dollars and I will say no. Then we can go to the court and the court will open the same document. And the judge will say, yes, look, this document explains everything and we can basically trust uh, the Facebook Messenger and we can trust that piece of that electronic document and that's enough i think that's that's pretty much it and about the language about the legal language uh, maybe sometimes you need to maybe you know invite some lawyers but in general i'm trying to be just as simple as possible in the language so if you want to say something just say it in really really simple primitive words which will also be helpful in the future if there will be a conflict if there will be a dispute then you will be able to resolve it by asking somebody else to help you, some friends, some third party, uh, some, uh, you know, some arbitrage, who will just be able to read your simple text and, uh, and understand what you meant. So the shorter the document, the more primitive it is, the better for everybody. Make sense? Well, yeah. Well, actually, I would also, uh, maybe take a screenshot of these um, of these messages and send it or like print it and go to the notary for them to sign it like for be more preserved for, uh, from some problems in future so I think that would be a good idea well maybe yeah that's that's not a bad idea actually you can you can go to the notary you can go to somebody who yeah who actually approves that the document have been has been seen at that was the exactly that, that document you're talking about uh maybe i've never done that all i'm doing usually is just making the pdf file and sending it through some channel which is uh which is not changeable which is where you cannot delete it like facebook messenger is some it is a place where you cannot delete your messages so that's a good place you just send the document there and it stays forever in skype I think it's also not yeah in skype i think you can delete a message right i think so well i don't know yeah i don't know so, but anyway you can you can find you need to find a place where you just make sure that or if you're sitting next to each other if, because and that in my example that person was far away from me in a different country so we cannot actually sign the paper if you are together with the person just you know print it print two copies and put two simple signatures again if in the future there will be a dispute then you will be able somehow, I mean, to prove that that was my signature or whatever. But that's, you know, uh, I think that the, the, the problem will be solved by just the existence of, your, of the document. You don't, you will not have uh, like really damaging and, and, uh, and uh, damaging and uh, critical situations if you know the, the terms and conditions upfront. If you know upfront what's gonna happen when I stop working and how much do I lose in this case, then everybody will know that. And if I decide to stop working, I will just come to everybody, to all other members of the project, and I will just say, look guys, I know what we agreed about. I signed that paper. So that's why I'm quitting on that terms and conditions. I know what I'm gonna lose. I'm no, I know what I'm gonna uh, keep with me. 
So you will not do something which is completely unexpected by other parties. And that's what, that's, what, uh, that's what frustration is coming from. When people are doing something which others do not expect, and then uh, the situation escalates and, and becomes unmanageable, and then the whole business uh, you know, suffers and, uh, and dies because of that. So I don't think that it's important how much legal protection you put on that document. What's important is that you make a document, the document as explicit and as possible and covering as many uh, potential questions as you can. And th those questions actually mean uh, who controls what, who, 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 who controls the money, who controls the bank account. That's also sometimes a really big question. Like people start together, they say, okay, we're partners, but there, it's not possible, you know, to to have two signatures on on a, on a bank account, and then somebody will be able to send money from the bank account, and somebody else will have to trust that person, and um, and it's difficult. You know, I can give you another example. Uh, I was, we were discussing a few weeks ago with a friend of mine who wanted to uh, to start a YouTube channel, and uh, and he was like suggesting inviting me to to this channel and saying how about we started together there was actually a group of people there a few people and they were saying how about we started together uh they invite me we we do it you know, you know we generate this video content together and it works and then and then we somehow make money out of it because we'll get the audience and all that and we started to discuss it was a good idea so i was interested and then we started to discuss what's going to happen again i started to ask the question and uh, one of the questions was, uh, who controls the YouTube account? So who has the password? So who will upload the videos there and who will be able to, you know, to, I don't know, to do something with the channel, to close it up, to remove the videos from there, to, to put ads there. So who's going to be uh, in charge of that channel? Because the, the key value of the whole business is actually the video content. So we produce the content, we put it on the YouTube channel, it grows. When it's, when it's small, nobody cares. When it's, becoming, when it's becoming big and there will be like, you know, 100,000 subscribers, then my question is, who, who's got the password? Can I have the password or somebody else will have the password? So how it will work? And, and, and the first answer was, uh, how about we all have the password? It's not a solution because in, if we all have the password, then one of us will, will be able to change it tomorrow. And then, boom, just one person has the password. And then what do we do? So that's, that's a good question. I'm not going like, to discuss how we found the solution, but uh, that's, that's a question we were, uh, we were discussing. And, and, and you can put it on writing, of course. You can write down the document and say, like, look, the channel belongs to that person. And, and the channel belongs to, to us. But then, again, you know, when they take it away from you, it will take some time to, uh, you know, to, to go to the court and to prove that we actually agree that this is our channel. It's going to be some sort of a war, which we don't want to have. We want to discuss it upfront. We want to find a solution which will prevent us into getting into a conflict, like really serious war conflict. We want, uh, we want something else. So we preferably, it's better to find a technical solution for situations like that some sort of, you know, we're going to put this password somewhere in, uh, we're going to encrypt it somehow, we're going to put it here and there, so then when it's lost by one person or used uh, illegal, or like, you know, illegally or not, not how we agreed, then some software will help us to restore it. 
I don't know, but there should be some, some, something. My point is that there should, the question should be asked. My point is that you should worry about that before you start. So who's gonna have the password? Who's gonna have an access to the bank account? Who will have the access to the email? Who will control the domain name? Who will buy the domain name and who will, who will control the, the register for the domain name? Who will be able to change the, the location of our, uh, of our hosting, of our server? See? So it seems like you have a lot of experience partnering like with your friends. And of course you can lose them. Like if your business uh, have, has just burned or if your business has developed uh, like th this way that uh, you start, excuse me, uh, this way you start uh, losing your friends and uh, uh, stop talking with them because of this. But if there was an opportunity to make business with your, for example, brother, well, mm -hmm. when you have equal rights, some equal, I don't know, well, when you, are in this relation, well, he's not your father, he's not your son, so what, what are you gonna do? Well, <clears throat> uh, would you uh, start business with him? Would I, would I go into, the business, into business with, with, with my family members? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I would try, well, there are many books and authors and businessmen and business people recommend not to do that, stay away from uh, from business with uh, family members and never, you know, never take money from friends, uh, never take loans from friends and all that. I disagree with that. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's the right uh, approach. Uh, they are trying by suggesting that, by saying that just don't do business with family. They are just trying to fix the consequences instead of fixing the root cause of the problem. So instead of saying that before doing business with anyone, just make sure you have a clear, explicit definition of, of, of terms and rights and conditions. Instead of that, they're saying just, you know, you're gonna screw it up anyway, so better stay away from friends because, you know, anyway, there will be problems and, and it's better to not have problems with friends. I disagree with that. I'm suggesting not to have problems with anyone, friends, family, unknown people, doesn't matter. Just make sure that you start with the, with the clear declaration of all possible uh, problems uh, and their solutions upfront. And then you can safety, pretty much safety do business with anyone, with your friends, with your wife, with your brother, with, uh, with your kids. As long as you sit down with your wife, for example, and then say, look, okay, we are husband and wife, but still it's a business. So let's define uh, who will have, uh, you know, what's gonna happen if you lose the interest in the business. Now we start, a, I don't know, a restaurant, and then we're husband and wife, we love each other, but that's a, that's a business. It's not, it's not our marriage, it's something else. It's, it's a separate entity which we start. So let's decide what's gonna happen if you, if you lose your interest in that restaurant, in a few years, and and then you, uh, and then you go somewhere else or do something else. Maybe you stay with me. Maybe I don't know what what, what happens, but that question should be asked. And if the answer will be explicitly written down on a piece of paper, then it doesn't matter whether it's your wife or a complete stranger who you just met a few hours ago. 
because the, the relationship will not be ruined if we from the beginning know exactly how you know what's going to happen when something something bad happens so i my answer is that don't be afraid of doing business with uh, your family uh, just be afraid to do business with anyone without clear answers to the most dangerous and critical questions up front. So uh, the next question. Well, years ago, uh, you did have, of course, some mistakes, as you said, uh, in your partnerships. Uh, and well, now you're, you, you got older and uh, well, of course you have some experience and do you have any problems now with uh, with your partners, with your business partners? Um, well, I well I do have problems now, but most of my uh, most of my uh, businesses which uh, uh, which had this incorrect setup, let's put it this way, which 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 I started. Uh, in these 70-70 terms, on these 70-70 terms where nothing was discussed and we were just friends trying to do business together. Um, all of those businesses I finished years ago. So now when I start something, I always, and I'm doing that for the last maybe seven or six years. After that situation, that was one of the last situations which I mentioned before, where we had this business for four people and then three people left and then one guy stayed and then that guy took everything and we got nothing. Now, after that situation, I probably that was the last one. And after that, I always start with a, with a simple list of terms uh, where I specifically, uh, you know, discuss the, the questions I mentioned. So right now uh, I don't have any, um, uh, businesses or any companies or any projects where I don't know what are my terms with my partners, with people I work with. I know exactly what happens when they, when, when something goes, when, when things go, go south. So I know how to resolve them. So, so now I, I feel safe. If, if that answers your question, I feel pretty safe. Uh, I can say that now I have less partners and less people want to do business with, business with me. Unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know. But years ago, I remember that I was ready to start a new business every week because it was so easy. We just meet in a bar, we just talk for an hour and say, hey, we're just so good people, go good friends, let's do business. Okay, we do business. And then we, and then we find out that it doesn't, well, and then all the problems start. Now it's way more difficult because when I think, when I want to do business with somebody, I start asking all those questions and most people just disappear. Most people just don't feel comfortable to work with me, working with me, which is, as I'm saying, I don't know if it's, if it's fortunate or unfortunate, I don't know. Because I, that's what I, that's what I experienced that they, they, sometimes even they say that, that they don't feel comfortable doing business with me because I'm asking all the questions about negative outcomes. So they are saying like, why do you think I'm going to lose interest in this business? Or why are you asking me? Who's going to have the, the access to the bank account? Do you think I'm going to steal money from you? Like, why do you care who's going to have access to this YouTube channel? Like, don't you trust me? You want to start business with me and, and you don't trust me? Is it like, is it the healthy situation? Is it okay to do it like that? Maybe it's not okay. That's what they tell me sometimes. Like, if you, even before we start, if you already don't trust me, 
then maybe we're not a good partner. We're, we're, not, we're not made to be partners. And they just quit. So only few people stay and respect my interest in, the, in making things clear right from the beginning. And making things clear usually means being quite negative. Maybe this is the point I didn't make uh, even in the blog post. It always means that you have to be negative if you want to make things clear because there's no point of discussing how we're going to celebrate our success. We will celebrate. If, if it's success, we will celebrate. There's nothing to discuss. But we want to know about things, about negative uh, things, about, about the problems which we will have. And people don't enjoy talking about problems when we just started business. They want to see it as a, they want to see the bright future. And, 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 and meeting me, <laughs> starting to discuss uh, how the, the expenses will be approved and what happens if, we, if one of us spends more money than it was approved. What's going to be the consequences? How are we going to somehow, I don't know, punish that person? How are we going to resolve that if one of us will spend more than it's allowed? Then they just look at me and say, like, it seems that you don't trust me as a partner. It seems that you are already expecting me to steal your money. So we better go uh, our own ways and, and never do business together. That's what I have right now. So uh, talking about unhealthy uh, partnerships, well, did you have some situations when your partner started lying to you and uh, you didn't know really some uh, pretty important details uh, in your uh, business well it's like something happened and uh, you just don't know about this uh, just your friend uh, does know and he does something like by his, his by his by himself so do, did you have such situations uh, situations where somebody lied to me uh, about their reality, about the information, and because of that, I lost something. Did I get the question right? Yeah. Um, well, I don't actually, I don't have experience dealing with people who were like uh, intentionally lying to me and intentionally wanting to want. I didn't have experience with uh, really criminal situations like illegal situations where you start doing a business and then somebody steals something from you because, because of the bad intentions, because he or she actually wanted to steal from you. I'm not talking about that. That's outside of the scope of this discussion. I, I, I don't remember that in my, in my business experience. Usually what happens is that they take away something. They take away some property. They take away some money. So they, they don't, they take away some information from you, but uh, but they're not doing it because they're bad people. They're just doing it because that's how they see the reality. That's how they expect things to happen. That's how they wanted it to happen. So they, like in my example, for, uh, uh, for, the, for example, uh, my last question is who pays if the project needs money? I had those situations many times. Like when we start a project, okay, I have, you know, I have some resources, you have some resources, let's join forces and uh, create a new website for, I don't know, for selling some services for, for something. Okay, great. I can promote it. I have some promotion resources. You can develop it because you're a programmer. Let's do it. And we start it and it runs for a month, it runs for two months, and then boom, we don't have enough money. So the question is, who 
invest the money? Who, give, who will give the additional budget to the project? We need another uh, $2,000. Who will give that money? And I'm saying, okay, now I have $2,000. So I give that money and I expect the project to be not 50-50 anymore. It was 50-50 before when we invested the equal amount of resources. But now I'm adding more money. I'm giving $2,000 on top of my resources, which I gave before. So I expect now it to be 60-40. So your share, your part of the project will be 40 now. But you will say, no, 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 wait a second. Why it's 40? We, we didn't agree about that. I was expecting it will be 50-50 all the time. Now you are just helping the project because you're a partner. Do you want it to die? No. So that's why you help the project. I just can't help now because I don't have money, but you can, so you help. That could be your answer. Not because you're evil, not because you actually want to take my money and give me nothing, but because you just see the reality that way. You just expect it to be that way, that, that the partner helps the project when the project needs help. But I see the reality differently. I see that my help costs something, and I don't want to give $2,000 for nothing. I want to take 10% from it maybe not 10 maybe 8 but that's a point for discussion okay let's negotiate but you will say no i don't want to negotiate that's offensive you you're trying to rob me you know by just you know because by taking advantage uh, of the situation you have the cash i don't have the cash and and that's why you're trying to take away my 10% that's wrong you are the you are the, the, the you know the, the crook the criminal you may say that and i will say no 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 you are criminal and that's how we see that is the you know the conflict which is unresolvable you will expect me to give money for nothing i will expect to take something out of the project in exchange for my money so uh that's what i see all the time not the intentional criminal uh, not the intentional illegal uh intention to to steal something or to, to steal money or information but the reality just turns around the way that one of us will become uh, a bad guy for another one and the other way around. So we both will be bad guys to each other. Instead, what we do, I, I keep repeating that, instead, we need to put that situation on the paper before we start. We have to say, if the project needs money, this is the terms on which one of us will be able to invest. And when one of us will bring money to the project, that person will get that amount of shares or maybe nothing, or maybe that person will get nothing. And then I will think twice, do I want to, uh, do I want to get into the, into the business that way or not? Uh, we have actually a question on the chat, which, let, let me read it, okay, Olga? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, there's a question is from Felipe, from, uh, I think he's in Spain now, if I'm not wrong. Uh, you have worked in the United States uh, and outside of the United States. Did you ever notice particular differences in terms of culture in the stance of people regarding having this sort of clear upfront discussions? Do you think that after situations where there, there were disputes or taking away of property, there was still a way to salvage some work and some success came out of it? Or you consider it's always a negative no-win situation? Well, uh, in terms of culture, yeah, there are two separate questions. So the first question about the culture, the cultural difference. I, I do feel that there is a difference in, uh, there are different, uh, the, the, there's a difference in, in cultures. I lived in America for, for over five years. I lived in Europe for over seven years. And I lived in um, UK 
Ukraine, Russia for the rest of my life. Uh, I think that uh, that uh, you know, I think that I'm just trying to summarize now my experience, and it feels that it's not about culture; it's about the level of education, sort of. It's about maybe the uh, the level of business experience, maybe, or maybe culture. I can say that in, on our territory, on the territory where I, I came from, like Russia, Ukraine, uh, we tend to, uh, you know, we tend to, to trust the relationship and not trust the documents. So here it's more difficult to, to explain people that uh, we need to discuss everything upfront and we cannot be just partners. We need to put numbers onto our agreement. I had a real situation a few months, two months, yeah, less than two months ago, where uh, a, not a friend, but the person who wanted to do business with me um, said that I will help you do this and that, but I want 10% of everything that, that comes out of it. And I said, like, can we define that 10%? So what exactly is 10%? 10% of what? Of revenue, 10% of ownership, 10% of uh, of shares. What about the future investors? What will happen to your 10%? Will it be diluted? What will happen if the investor comes on board? And uh, what's going to be the vesting structure for the 10%? We can. I cannot give you 10% right now because what happens if you, uh, you know, if you die tomorrow? God forbid. So what happens if I give you 10% on the paper and I say, okay, now 10% belongs to to this guy, to Alex. The name of the person was Alex. So what if I give 10% to Alex and then tomorrow then the Alex mom calls me and says, Alex is dead, where is my 10%? Because you know I gave 10% away. So I, the 10% is already there, but there was no work done. Alex didn't contribute to the business anyhow. It was just, but, but I already gave away 10%. That's, that's not logical, right? Because 10% will be inherited by his mom and then by the uh, by his ch children and then by the children of their children so i lost 10 percent already the moment i signed the papers but he said like look do you want me to die what kind of like what kind of discussion is that no it's not going to happen i will be with you don't you trust me and blah 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 in the end we didn't sign the deal we just you know we just didn't we just didn't work we just didn't we decided not to work well he decided not to work with me because all of the <laughs> questions i asked him so that was here, I was in Moscow, where I'm located right now. In America, my experience tells me that it's less like that because people are more, maybe, I think it's more like education. It's not about culture. I think in America, in the United States, people are getting this information in, in the college, in school. They just know what contracts are, even when they're kids. They, they are being taught that uh, discipline, that principle. So it's not about it, call it whatever, maybe you can call it culture, maybe you can call it education, but I think it's more education. So if people here in Moscow, for example, would be educated the, the way they are educated in the United States, they would not have that problem. But Alex, who was Russian and never lived in America, he never had the experience, never had the knowledge. He didn't know that this is how people you know, can configure their relationships. He just knew, he had experience that if we are friends and you, and you promise me 10%, that's it. We're friends, mine part, my part is 10%. What it means doesn't matter, just 10%. It just means that 
you know, if my part is 10%. So it's, it, I, I blame the education, the lack of education, not the, the territory, not the, you know, the, uh, the language you speak, not, not the, the color of your skin. It's, it's more about the education you get. And unfortunately, the business education in some territories are not as good. Uh, and now the second question. Um, uh, so is there a way to, uh, to resolve the situation when there is a conflict or there is no win and just, just that's it? Well, there has to be a way to resolve it. But the cost of that resolution, the cost of that, um, of that exit will be high, will be way higher than comparing to how much would it cost if we do it in the beginning. So I personally have seen situations where conflicts were resolved, but, but that was really expensive. That was really expensive because the, you have to go, you have to compromise something, you have to, uh, to spend more uh, than you can. And, uh, you know, I had a situation long time ago, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, a friend of mine, we were doing business together. Well, actually, he was running the business. That was IT business. He was running a business, and I was a minor partner. So I had like about 10% or a little bit more. But I had money in the same at, at that time. So I had way more money than he had. And he was running the business together with a few other partners. And, uh, and I joined them when everything was already running. So I was one of the latest, one of the one of the people who joined lately when, when everything was, was going already. And I got 10% and they were working for like some, a few weeks. And then he came to me and said, uh, listen, you're the partner uh, and I'm running the business now. I'm also, also the, the, the CEO of the business and the business doesn't produce enough profit now. And that's why I can't pay my expenses, my personal expenses, the guy told me. So I don't have money to feed my family to buy food for my kids. So now you have to give me that money. Otherwise, if you don't give me that money, I'm gonna quit the business and just do something else and you will lose everything or you will lose your 10%, the business will die basically. So he was not blackmailing, not, not threatening me, but close to that. So he said, look, give me, I remember it was $2,000. So give me $2,000 now so I can live for another month or two. And if you don't give it to me, then the whole business is, you know, it's, it's ruined, it's dead. So, and you don't just loan it to me, but just give it to me. I'm not gonna return it back to you. Just, just, just give me the money, give me the cash. What happened afterwards? I can tell you, I gave him the money. I gave him the money, I never saw that money back again. So that was not an investment. That was not, not a, it's not a loan, not a personal debt, nothing. I just, I just gave him a gift because, and not because I wanted to help him, but because I, 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 I was put in the situation where I realized that if I don't do that, I may lose way more because my 10% cost way more than $2,000. So I gave away my two grand and I never saw them back again. Was it a damaging situation? Well, yes, the damage was $2,000. Uh, was it possible to resolve it somehow else? I don't know, but that was my loss. So maybe it's not a perfect example of, you know, of solving conflicts when they happen after, but maybe it is. Actually, I learned my lesson. So when you start doing business, uh, you may ask that question too. 
So what happens if you, my partner, is running out of cash? Is it going to be my obligation to help you because I'm your partner, or it's going to be, or it's going to be your own problem? And you never come back to me. I never ask that question. I don't know. But I've I've met that situation once, and I still remember it. Olga, well, you there? Uh, I also yeah. Uh, I also have a question. Well, uh, you told that um, well, how how do people treat these businesses? Uh, it depends on their education. So, uh, what if uh, people of different professions? Well, how do they how uh, do they uh, refer to this partnership? So, for example, if it's a, uh, if it's a lawyer or if it's a developer or a doctor, etc. So, uh, how can uh, your relationships and your business uh, differ? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Well, actually, my experience is not that big of dealing with people of different professions. I mostly work in IT and software business. So, but I think, of, of course, lawyers are more, well, we may think that lawyers are more prepared for that kind of stuff, or maybe, I don't know, some, well, lawyers maybe, yeah, they know more about that. Maybe doctors, they know less. But I think it's in general uh, not the profession specific. It's more like, overall business education. The stuff which uh, maybe they teach you on the MBA course, or maybe they teach you in a high school. I don't know where exactly they teach it, because in my case, my life taught me that. I've never read that in any books, tell you the truth. So I don't know any books who would tell you that. Because the books will tell you about the contracts you sign with your suppliers, the contracts you sign with your investors, like investment foundation, when the big guys are coming on board, and okay, you can buy many, many books on the market who will explain you how to sign the proper contract with a big investor. But, but I, I haven't seen any books telling you how to sign a contract with your dad, with your father, when the father is giving you $5,000 for your new, you know, for, for a small business you want to, to start. I don't know any books. All the books I've seen, they're saying, okay, don't take that money from a father, take it somewhere else. So I don't know who is supposed to teach that. Maybe some, maybe like, a, again, maybe some, I, I, I contradict myself because previously I said that the, the education is, is the problem. But now I'm saying there is no formal education for that. Maybe it's not a education per se. Maybe it's even, maybe Felipe was right. That's a cultural thing. Maybe it's inside the culture. And the American culture is more focused on uh, more, more focused on money, more focused on relationship based on money. And that's why they know, starting from the, from, from the, from the primary school, that you cannot just trust the, the words, you need to put those words in writing. You cannot just trust the good intentions, you need to trust uh, some terms and conditions. Maybe it's a cultural thing, yeah. So I, I, maybe I was wrong before saying it's, it's about education. Because like I'm saying, I haven't seen any formal education, I haven't seen any book, any formal literature explaining how you sign, how you make a contract with, even these uh, guys from Silicon Valley, these investors who are writing about seed money, about uh, pre-VC money, about really early angel investments, they're also talking about contracts which are, uh, which are happening between money people and non-money people. So between big investors or medium-sized investors or small-sized investors, but still they're investors. So they have, uh, not a few thousand dollars, they have way more. 
and startup founder who's got almost nothing. And then there is a contract. Uh, but I haven't seen any you know, writing or detailed explanation of how you put the contract together when there are two people who has got no money and they're just deciding to do business together. Make and sense? also, would you, uh, do you agree with, well, do you agree uh, that uh, this, well, your relationship, uh, I, well, they, uh, well, do you agree that your relationship, uh, they uh, depend on uh your and your partner's characters and uh how uh and your experience yes so it's not about knowledge it's not about like their education well so it's about your character and how uh and yes and uh, about it's all about your experience and character well yeah when when things go go wrong then yes it's going to be about the character of course, when it's time to resolve the problem, it's going to be about the character. If you are polite, if you are ready to, if you're quite gentle and soft and ready to make compromises and ready to uh, to back up and ready to, you know, to surrender sometimes and uh, ready to, to give more than take, then yes, you will most probably get out of the conflict. Um, you will be able to get out of the conflict. You will lose, definitely. You will lose more than your partner will lose. Is it good or bad? I don't know. But you will have higher, better chances to, to survive in the company, with the company, and with your partner. But does it mean more success for a company? Does it mean more success for you personally? I don't think so. I would, I would instead suggest and vote for stronger character, more, you know, put more be more be stronger be less ready to surrender less ready to uh to give to give away more than you take back but be more explicit in the beginning so if you are if your character is that if your character is strong of course you will be difficult to deal with but if you put everything up front about how to deal with you and tell your partner that these are the terms which explain how to deal with me how to you know, how to, to share dividends with me and how to split profit and how to deal with my, with my personality and, uh, <laughs> and how to, to do business with me, then everything will be easier. You will not be, everything will be, the result will be big, bigger. That's what I think. And we have one more question here. Uh, let's say you're past the point where you exchange questions, everything seems well with your potential partner, you're happy with the replies. In that case, how do you create the contract? Do you follow examples or do you keep maybe repository of skeleton contracts? Do you consult an expert? What are the typical next steps? That's a good question. So indeed, when you are just finishing the discussion, when you like each other, when you think that this is a good time to start doing business, so what's the next, how, how, where do you get the contract? Where do you get the template for it? So how do you draw that piece of paper? I think that, um, well, what I'm doing, I just give you my experience. I start with the with the white with the empty document every time. Like this morning. Literally, I was signing the agreement this morning and I started with an empty document. And I'm doing it for I don't know, for maybe a hundred times I did it in my life. And I'm doing it every time from the empty page. So I just open it up and I say, Okay, we just agreed that you are doing this and I'm paying you that and vice versa. Etc. Etc. 
So it's every time, every time from an empty case. Because I'm trying to keep those documents uh, short. I don't want to, I don't want them to, to be long and, and huge and mention all the possible points. For example, a document today, which I draw, uh, which may be a mistake, didn't mention anything about confidential information. So the person who I hired this morning will have access to the confidential information and he will be able to know, for example, who the clients are, who are the clients of the company and what their names and blah, blah, blah. So maybe he will be able to, to go out when, when, when he quits working with the company, when, when the contract you know, finishes for some reason, then maybe he will be able to deal with those guys directly and that will be a damaging situation for me. So maybe you just reminded me that and maybe I'll come back to him tomorrow and say, hey, we just forget to mention that. Let me put it into document again. So it's, it's, every time, it's every time a plain empty document. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe it's better to, maybe it's better to create some list of questions, a list of the most important questions for any partnership and then publish it somewhere and say, here's like 50 questions which you need to ask your partner and get an answer and put that answer in writing. Maybe, maybe it's, a, it's, a, it's a good subject for a next blog post. Just summarize all the, everything, like all the important areas, all the important questions. Because in, in my blog post, I mentioned just nine of them. But there, there are way more, like confidential information, uh, non-competition non non uh, agreement, and many other things which, which make sense. So maybe I'll do that actually. Maybe I'll publish uh, everything which I have in my mind, everything which comes from my experience. So thanks for the question. And I think it's time to wrap it up because we're speaking for an hour already. Olga? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's time to sum up, yeah. Okay, so that was, that was it. That was the... That was the discussion. I'm, that's the new format. I think it was interesting because all your questions did help me to, uh, to explain my thoughts and give some examples of my personal experience, of my personal life, personal business life. So see you next time on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. Goodbye.